Nikita Koloff, the Russian nightmare, no, the devil's nightmare here from It's Time to Man Up, challenging men to step into their true manhood. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening to the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. We gather together to ask the Lord's blessing. He chastens and hastens His will to make known. The weak and oppressing now cease from distressing. Sing praises to His name. He forgets not His own. Welcome to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now. We ought to ask for thee, thou leader triumphant, and pray that thou still a defender wilt be. Let thy congregation escape the tribulation. Thy name be ever praised, O Lord, make us free. Thy name be ever praised, O Lord, make us free. Today's Christian Car Guy show, Thanksgiving, a history of thankfulness in a life and death struggle. Yeah, if you're an American, <laughs> there's a history that you're going to learn today. I was not really that aware of it, but as I studied it today, I was just like kind of blown away. And so I'm going to share a lot of that today. But, you know, you as you heard that we gathered together, one of my favorite songs, really, from even a kid, as a kid, I remember that song so well when I thought about this season uh, of gathering together. And, you know, that happened to be really cool. It's the hymns ensemble, which you can hear that's in acapella. And and there's that is the lockdown session. <laughs> so they did that you know, via a Zoom call together, which is on YouTube. Really a beautiful thing to see that here they are, you know, that that that, that they're able to praise. And you hear the, the you know, we're going to use that in bump music throughout the show, so you're going to be able to hear that. And then on the piano is Don, Joshua David Harris, and, and, you know, just a phenomenal, you know, musical version of that show. But anyway, so we get an opportunity, don't we, Jerry? Absolutely. And, you know, we talk about that, you know, it's the – what the new norm is. I mean, well, I'm not sure we're really what it is, but it's something new. So if, you know, everyone saw I get to post something I think is really cool at christiancarguy.com. And so my granddaughter, Lila, right, she is a treasure above treasures as far as I'm concerned anyway. She gave me a birthday card that I, you know, if somebody says, Robbie, what are some of the things that you're thankful for this year in 2020? I had the ultimate birthday card, especially if you're the Christian car guy. And so I, if you look at the picture 
um, on my website of today's show, which is, you know, Thanksgiving, a history of thankfulness and life and death struggle. There in front and center is a picture of Lila's handmade, right? Don't you love it when they do that? And it says, happy birthday, Papa. And then if you look closely, it says, it looks like a, an odometer that's tripping over from 64 to 65. <laughs> and she says, oldometer, right? Instead of odometer, <laughs> it's oldometer. And, you know, there's all sorts of cool things in that card. Like she says, um, you know, don't worry, Papa, if there's a lot of stuff coming your way that's wrong, you, at least you don't have ugly grandkids. <laughs> <laughs> and stuff like, you know, Papa's your name because you're too cool to be called Grandpa. And 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 then there was another thing in there that says old studies have shown that old age, I mean, or excuse me, studies have shown that birthdays, you know, lead to a longer life. <laughs> that the more you have, you know, the longer you're, you know, it's just there you go. So I mean, <laughs> something to that, I, I do believe. <laughs> This was, you know, this was four or five pages that she had put together from stuff. And I'm just like, man, you know, how cool is it that we get to have kids and then we get to have grandkids. And at some point in time, who knows, maybe we'll get to the point where we have great grandkids. But, you know, before I get into the history of Thanksgiving, which to me is just significant, and I hope it blesses you as much as I was blessed with it. It just really is unbelievable to me when I understand now about what the pilgrims real thanksgiving may have been not the one in 1621 but the one in 1623 so if you're not familiar with that especially the details of it we're going to go there but before we get there jerry i've got other things that i'm hugely thankful for as a christian car guy um the jesus labor love right this week another could like if you go to the same post a christian car guy we have posts there of our precious gene who needed a car right she was over 80 I won't quote her actually, but she's over 80, and she needed a car because her navigator had essentially cracked the head, and so there she was, and we've been scurrying around for maybe two months to try to to meet this particular need, and, and, and kind of neat. She was in Charlotte, and, and the donor of the car was in Moxville, North Carolina, and, and so it's kind of cool that we get to play the middleman, and in this case, Scott Barton, our wonderful you know, which I'm just praising God for him. I mean, how much stuff he's done for the Jesus labor love since he joined us in the summer and been praying that God would provide. Oh my goodness, did he provide. Scott is just an amazing man. And so if you go to christiancarguy.com, you'll see where, you know, Scott's there with her and the donor that, that gave her the car. And if you could have seen the smile on her, under her mask, I could see it. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, she was just delightful. And I got to take her to go get some gas in the car and you know, that it's just unbelievable that I get to see what God. I mean, He's He 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 loves to show us how He meets needs from all sorts of different things. And so I think of you know right right this minute we have two other cars that within the next two weeks we're going to be able to give people that phenomenal phenomenal generosity that that we've received in in financial donations this year in people helping us in 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 all these things. And then, you know, really cool that, that we get to share lives and pray with these wonderful, you know, single moms, widows, and families in crisis, Jerry. Yeah, and, it, you know, and always points back to the reason being able to do that is because of Jesus Christ. And, you know, that's, there's so much power in that, uh, that you know, when, when, when God meets needs and, and people can see that, 
you know, we're talking about the season of Thanksgiving. How many people just go out this morning and walked out your front door, went over there and opened the car door, stuck a key in, cranked it up and went down the road? How many times you just stop and just be thankful for that because of, you know, that is such a awful strong blessing that we just unfortunately just overlook so many times. I mean, until you don't have it and then you realize just how valuable transportation is and how much, you know, you hear our stories of our, you know, our parents and grandparents, you know, where you didn't have transportation and stuff. It was just a different time today. I just don't know how anybody can, can do it. And I just hurt so much when they're, you know, have lost their means of transportation and, all of a sudden, then whenever God provides. So we want to enter into his courts. You know, the 100th Psalm, which a lot of people say that Moses actually wrote, which would make sense since it's so much about Thanksgiving. And, you know, you know they got all the feasts, and, and, and the in-gathering idea was originally written in those books by Moses. And so the 100th Psalm is like, enter into my gates with Thanksgiving. And, and we'll go more into that later in the show. But the idea is, how cool would it be if on this show right now today, we, we, you listening, me and Jerry and my wonderful producer, Beth Ann, all we enter into his gates with thanksgiving of like, how cool are the things that God has done in the midst of all that has gone on? So we have a live show here. We would love to hear your testimony, right? We overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So testify right now. Let's bless his name with something that you think he did that was really, really cool this year. And and all you have to do is call 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. If you're digitally gifted, if not, like me, it's 866-348-7884. So I always thought that the first official Thanksgiving was in Plymouth Colony in 1621. Indians, corn, and all that, you know, a good harvest. After a brutal winter in 1620 and 1621, there were like 100 pilgrims that came to that colony then. But interestingly, over half of them, or right at half of them, died that first winter. But here's the mind-blowing statistic. 14 out of the 18 wives died that winter, that first winter. So... You know, that means there were four left. And if you're related to somebody on the, you know, according to my genealogy, I do have somebody that was. But how cool is that that God provided all these Americans from four wives? I mean, that that was a deal. I mean, and so, you know, I thought that was the deal. And, And certainly there's a lot to ponder on that Thanksgiving feast, which was kind of serendipitous when you hear the whole story. So we're going to... Get into the one that happened in 1623, which was the one that they officially called as a Thanksgiving. That was written a lot more about by Bradford and Winslow than, than the one we traditionally hold. So when you hear this stuff, I think it's going to blow your mind what God did. So when we come back, we're going to do that. But more than that, I need your testimony. What is he doing in 2020? 866 You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Beside us to guide us, our God with us joining, ordaining, maintaining His kingdom divine. So from the beginning, the fight we were winning, the Lord we're at 
side, O glory be thine. Thou, Lord, we're at our side, O glory be thine. I love those verses. This is the Christian Car Guys show. Today's show is Thanksgiving, a history of thankfulness and life and death struggle, which is kind of where we've been since Adam for some strange reason. But nonetheless, I don't know if you heard a couple things in those verses that we all sing, hopefully at Thanksgiving, you know, that clearly all glory be thine because he's at our side. I mean, it's just, you know, and and it says we've been winning since the beginning. I mean, we know the end of the story, and 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 all this stuff that we're hearing from the world. I mean, it's clamoring because it knows that its time is short. I don't know how much time it is, but it's short, and it's going to clamor to get our attention. So why don't we clamor back in Thanksgiving? Why don't we clamor back? Why don't we enter into His gates and and share how cool He is? I mean, it just. It really, really is. I talked about my granddaughter got to be in a play that was done via Zoom. And, I mean, how cool was it when she called me FaceTime right afterwards because she knew I'd seen it on Zoom. And what her expectation was is that I would tell her, you know, oh, man. But she knows me because I'll be totally engaged. I won't just tell her you did great, you know. She played the part of Jane in Mary Poppins. So you can imagine, you know, a spoonful of sugar, my heart was going you know, <laughs> supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, I'm just saying. But anyway, she knew I wouldn't just say, oh, you did great, or you sang great. I was like, oh, man, in the time that you were singing Spoonful of Sugar, and you did that little pirouette, and you oh, you were just, you know, beautiful. I just loved it, you know. And, cause, and she was, and I saw that in her eyes, that she loved, loved, loved to hear that I was seeing her for, in her glory, right? Well, you know, God has shown me this week time and again that he loves that kind of thing. He, he you know, the reason why we love that kind of thing, that our hearts crave that kind of thing, is because he loves that kind of thing. And we have an opportunity today to share where we, you know, not only saw him do something cool, but how he kind of pirouetted and did whatever happened. I mean, this is kind of what, he loves this stuff, and we get a chance to do that. So please call. He would love it. We would love it. 866 348 Four, right? The name escaped me. I mean, the number escaped <laughs> me for one second. As a million times I've called it out. So the first Thanksgiving we've forgotten is an article that I found where you'll find all this. I've linked it there at christiancarguy.com, but we'll get started. From the Pilgrims' perspective, their first formal celebration of a day of Thanksgiving in, giving in Plymouth came not in 1621, but nearly two years later in 1623. We're comparatively unfamiliar with it because, frankly, we get bored with the pilgrims once we've carved the turkey. (laughs) We We condense their story to three key events, the Mayflower Compact, the landing at Plymouth Rock, and the first Thanksgiving, and quickly lose interest thereafter. In reality, the pilgrims' struggle for survival, as you can see the advantage of turning your phone off before you get on the air, (laughs) the pilgrims' Struggle for survival continued at least another two years. This was partly due to the criminal mismanagement of the London's financiers who bankrolled the colony. So, you know, corruption in government is not something that was new to the pillar. I mean, they, they, they were experiencing this stuff firsthand, life and death, like big time. It's only weeks after their 1621 harvest celebration, the, pilgrim, the pilgrims were surprised by the arrival 
of the ship Fortune. The 35 new settlers on board were nearly double their depleted ranks. Unfortunately, they arrived with few clothes, no bedding or pots or pans, and not so much as a biscuit cake or any other victuals or food, right? So as William Bradford bidly recalled, indeed, the London merchants had not even provisioned the ship's crew with sufficient food for the trip home. The result was that rather than having a good plenty for the winter, the pilgrims who had to provide food for the fortune's return which I think that's really cool, don't you, Jerry? Yeah. I, I mean, that they literally, they didn't just say, well, you guys, sorry, you got to go back. We don't have food for everybody, right? For To feed an additional 35 mouths through the winter. And once again, they faced the prospects of starvation, fearing the newcomers would bring famine upon us. The governor immediately reduced the, fee, the weekly food allowance by half, and in the following months, hunger pinched them sore. So by May, they were almost completely out of food. It was no longer the season for waterfowl. And if it had not been for the shellfish in the bay and the little grain they were able to purchase from passing fishing boats, they might have well starved. So the harvest of 16-2 provided a temporary reprieve for the hunger, but it fell far short of their needs for the coming year. And by the spring of 1623, the pilgrim situation again was dire. As Bradford remembered their trial, it was typical for the colonists to go to bed at night not knowing where the next day's nourishment would come from. For two to three months, they had no bread or beer or any other food, and God fed them almost wholly out of the sea. And adding to their plight, the heavens closed up around their third week in May, and for nearly two months, it rained hardly at all. The ground became parched, the corn began to wither, and hopes for the future began dying as well. So when another boatload of settlers arrived that July that were also much daunted and dismayed by their first sight of the Plymouth colonists, many of whom were ragged in apparel and some better than half naked, the pilgrims, for their part, could offer the newcomers nothing more than a piece of fish and a cup of water. I, you know... Wow. Yeah. So, you know, we compare our, you know. We think we're we're in turmoil and, and, and hopelessness now in so many ways. And you think back. <laughs> and no, oh, you look and, back. You know, you know, they're completely dependent on, they know what's coming in the winter. They're living in Plymouth Colony, you know. And so the corn is drying. So in the depths of this trial, the pilgrims were sure of this much. It was God who had sent this great drought. <clears throat> and it was the Lord who was frustrating their great hopes of a large crop. And they also knew that God was not caprice of nature, but the handiwork of the creator who created all things according to the counsel of his will. So fearing that they had done this thing for their chastisement, or fearing that God had done this for their chastisement, the columnists agreed to set part a solemn day of humiliation and to seek the Lord by humble and fervent prayer in this great distress. So we have a wonderful caller. We have two callers that we will get to coming out of the break immediately, and then we'll finish the story of what happened in the drought of 1623. So much more Christian Car Guy show coming up. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com.
Thanksgiving, a history of thankfulness in a life and death struggle. And if, you know, you, you, you look in Leviticus, they've those feasts. Talk about a life and death struggle. I mean, they were facing the Red Sea and the Egyptian army, and, you know, they had their own. <laughs> it's kind of the way it goes down, I'm just saying, you know. But anyway, I'm so excited. We have Trey is in Winston-Salem, and he's got a Thanksgiving. Trey, you're on the Christian Car Guys show. Good morning. Good morning, Robbie. I hope you're doing well. I am. I am really doing, excited to hear your story. Good. Well, I just wanted to kind of just uh, give testimony unto the Lord this morning with the opportunity. And there's a lot in the scripture that says to do that. Um, you know, uh, this year has been tough, but you know, God has blessed this year with me. Uh, a lot of folks that I've been ministering to and stuff this year. Uh, the increases came in in their lives, which has in turn brought fruit in my life. Um, you know, the return of investment and the blessings from uh, friendships, and it's just led into uh, other things that has just been uh, extraordinary that only God could do. Um, you know, and, I, and you know, God, God is on the throne, and he and he's aware of everything. He's not had to take any tranquilizers. He's not had to have a nerve pill. <laughs> You know, he, you know, and uh, I think sometimes we lose sight of that. We see the we see the circumstances, and we get aggravated and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, you know, God is in control. Yes, um, he is. You know, so he, you know, he is. I mean, he's he's, you know, he's on the throne, and you know, nothing nothing can get to his children unless he approves of it. You know, at the end of the day. I love uh, that. You know, it is. And, uh, you know, and I think that, uh, you know, even myself, you know, we get called up a lot of times on material things. It's really not, a, uh, not you know, it doesn't elevate to anything. What God is interested in is, is in his children and gaining children to the kingdom. And, you know, that's really it. All this stuff that we see every day, cars, you know, houses, uh, you know, God says, hey, think not what you even put on, you know, or what you eat, what you wear. You know, and, uh, you know, I think that we lose sight of that so much, um, you know, and I really think that the shakings and quaking, so to speak, that we're going through, I think it's to try to get people's eyes back on, you know, focused on him and let him know that he is our provider. I agree. Um, That's awesome. But anyway, but yeah, but God has really done good. There's, you know, this year for me has really been almost like a vacation. I mean, I, I've missed out on some of the restaurants and stuff to do that. And I know people are struggling and I, you know, I really resent that for them, uh, having to go through some certain things and, you know, different things. But, you know, at the same time, you know, the almighty has really seemed to have me up under his wings, so to speak. And, you know, it's really been not a bad year for me. Um, you know, outside of just having to see, you know, the struggles and stuff people are going through. But at the same time, it's also gave me more opportunities to witness and uh, talk to more people about Christ and his love. And, you know, and and it really is. I mean, the, the harvest is ripe out there. I mean, people are it really, really like spoiled. Yeah. So, Thank you, Trey. Anyway. God bless. I'm so grateful for your call and your testimony. And I know God loves it. So thank you. Keep up the great work, my friend. God bless. Amen, brother. Right. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So next up, we have Angela is in Burlington. Angela, you're on the Christian Car Guys show. Good morning. Good morning, Robbie. I'm so glad to be able to talk with you today. And I want to tell you something that happened to me. Um, a couple of months into the shutdown, 
I was sitting here in my apartment, and I realized now I was wanting to feel sorry for myself. I was making a list of all the things I, that the virus had taken away from me. And I, I got a page full of things, and the Lord told me to stop. Wow. And he told me to look at that list. And as I looked at it, he just spoke to my heart that every person, every place, everything on that list was a gift from him, and I had been taking it for granted. So that made me a much more thankful person. Yeah, me too. We, we, you know, we think we've got shortages. I was just thinking about, you know, all we could offer them was a piece of fish and some water, you know, and we worry that we're short on toilet paper. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's such a contrast, like, oh my goodness, like, oh wow, God, oh wow. And and I love, don't you love it when the Holy Spirit just kind of catches you like, uh, Robbie, yeah. uh, uh, you know, this this is not going to be good for your heart. It's not good for my heart, right? Um, it's a it's and, a beautiful uh, thing. I'm so grateful that you called with that. That's 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 the stuff that I mean. God was just He's helping us with even how we how we react to all this stuff, right, Angela? Yeah. Well, I know we're going through a tough time with everything, with the virus and the political stuff and everything. But the good things are there. We may have to dig a little deeper to find them, but I promise you they're there. And for people who are going to be alone on Thursday, Mm -hmm. I have a suggestion. Uh, And this is what I'm going to be doing. Get on the phone and call someone who's made a difference in your life and offer thanks to them. They They may not be aware of the difference they've made. Let them know and say thank you. That's uh, beautiful. That's a great idea. That is just... I'm, I'm going to be spending my Thanksgiving weekend in this way. Wednesday, I'm going to start making thank you cards. And I'm going to finish that up on Thursday. Friday, I'm going to write the notes, thank you notes in the cards. And Saturday, I'm going to get them in the mail. So that's how I'm going to be spending my Thanksgiving. That's awesome. And uh, that's so, awesome. Thank you, Angela. And and I want to say thank you to you, Robbie. I want to say thank you to the Truth Network, uh, Stu Epperson. If you're listening, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you, Robbie. There have been many times just hearing the sound of your laughter over the radio has made me smile, and I appreciate that so much. Well, you, and, you uh, bless me, and, and, and clearly I love it when you bless God. So I, I'm, we're, we're blessed to hear your voice and blessed that, that God has provided, you know, this opportunity for all to worship him through radio. So how cool is that? And, and earlier you mentioned the name of your producer. So I would like to say thanks to your producer and all the behind-the-scenes folks who, without them, we couldn't have uh, the Christian Car Guy show on the air. So a big thank you to all of them, too. Well, thank you. And, That's a great reminder. I'm feeling like, <laughs> I'm a slacker. Yeah, really. Like, 
yeah, there are so many that put so much into this in stations across the country, not just the Truth Network. Uh, Laura, you know, we have wonderful, wonderful affiliates that are so, you know, wonderful to us and all those people in all those places. Yeah, God provides all that. So thank you, Angela. That's a great reminder oh, to me now. <laughs> and one more quick thank you okay. to all of the car shops and and car people who help with Jesus Labor of Love. Uh, it just touches my heart that there are people there who can help widows who have car problems and and are in need of transportation. That, that's that's just a precious ministry. Thank you. So. Thank you, Angela. God bless you. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you. You All too, sorts of Robbie. People. God bless. <laughs> All right. So next up, oh, wow, I just cut off Laura, who I hope will call me back because <laughs> we wanted to get her. Cause, but instead of, but anyway, if you'll call back, Laura, we would love to hear you from Raleigh. So getting back to Edward Winslow, right? He explained that their hope was God would be moved to mercy, to look upon them and grant the request of their souls, which was mercy. So the thing about this, they called this fast, Jerry. It was eight or nine hours, right? You know, <laughs> we sit in church, we're looking at, well, hey, he went 20 minutes, you know, but here we go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, have you ever been to a, I remember a promise keeper meeting in Washington, D.C. one time that I attended and we prayed for almost 10 hours, you know, and there were different people that got up there and led that prayer. In JFK Stadium. Uh, you know, I, I was there. Uh, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, this one was actually in the square in Washington D.C. Oh, okay, okay, the, okay. The, yeah, the, the, the uh, million, the man, million man thing. Yeah, in the in the mall. Yeah, and you we were, were there, at the other I was one there for that one too. <laughs> but isn't that cool? Uh, and when the people gather together like that, and they got a chance to do that, well, let's get our arms around that our ancestors at Thanksgiving were man. They were their corn was down, and they had no water. So what's going to happen? We'll find out. We come back. Plus, Laura called back, so I'm so grateful for that. And oh, my goodness. We got so much to talk about in the last segment, and we need your call. 866-348-7884. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. We ought to ask for thee, thou leader triumphant, and pray that thou still a defender wilt be. Let thy congregation escape the tribulation. Thy name be ever praised, O Lord, make us free. Thy name be ever praised, O Lord, make us free. You know, today's show, Thanksgiving, a history of thankfulness in a life and death struggle. Well, I was thinking about that last verse from We Gather Together, and you hear how it says, can we escape the tribulation? Well, I don't know about you, but times may be tribulating. But he allows us an escape, right? Because if we really hold fast to what the song is saying, he's triumphant. He's won. This deal is won. And we know that although these things go on, um, we can have complete peace. Because his peace, he left with us. It's here. It's in our hearts. So whatever you feel about in your eschatology, I understand 
but I really feel like this is a sense how I can escape the tribulation I'm currently going under. It, it's, it's clearly through this thankfulness in the midst of a life and death struggle. So for some of us, Thanksgiving can be a struggle with those around the table. And if that's the case for you, the good news is today at one o'clock, right, on The Cure with Amy Cabo, they're going to be talking about relationships and communication. And it's a live show. You can call in and, and help out with that. That's a really cool thing. It's here on the Truth Network. It's going to happen at one o'clock Eastern. You don't want to miss that. But I, I want to finish this story. And then we got three more wonderful calls. So hopefully we'll, we'll get to those all as well. But the colonists awoke. You, you heard this <clears throat> story. The corn was down. There hadn't rained. You know, here they were. You know, they'd been through all this tribulation, right? And what did they do? They pray. And so the columnists awoke on the appointed day to a cloudless sky, which wasn't a good thing for them, just by the way. <laughs> but by the end of the prayer service, which lasted eight to nine hours, it had become overcast. Can you picture Elijah there praying for that little cloud? And by morning, it had began to rain, as it would continue to do for the next 14 days. And Bradford, in his own document, said, sweet and gentle showers, right, that revived the corn quickly. Now, after that shower, still in July, this was not in November, but immediately they proclaimed an official thanksgiving as a result of this rain. And so... And, and, and what God had, you know, provided for clearly their crops to live and to revive the hope. So, you know, just a little tidbit. They called this officially their Thanksgiving. This is the first time that they actually used those words. And not an ingathering, but a Thanksgiving. And the official one was, interestingly, in July in response to God providing in this life and death struggle. So, I mean, how cool is that? Just like really just blesses my heart. So we got Lori and Raleigh that I'm hopefully not going to cut off this time. <laughs> Lori, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Oh, sure. I can take a hint. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just, uh, I agree with, I think her name was Angie, mm-hmm. the lady that called, yeah. or the gentleman before me. Uh, I keep Truth Radio on all the time, actually 24-7, and I leave it on for my cat so he won't get lonely. <laughs> and uh, and, and uh, it's, gets, you know, I get feeling down sometimes. I lost my brother. We were, we were, uh, we were best friends, and it's been a couple years, but it, uh, it still stings at times. But uh, especially during the holidays, I'm sure a lot of people know what I'm talking about, but, um, and health issues going on. I just, uh, it's kind of like the worst keeps going through my mind. I don't know if it's exact, but it's the darker the night, the brighter his light. Oh, you know? I've never heard and, that right. Uh, that's good, Jerry. Have that, you heard that? Well, maybe, yeah, no, that's maybe, cool. maybe, maybe, well, maybe that's mine. I forgot over the years, but um, it's just, uh, he gives me strength, absolute strength. And uh, I never feel, even, even, darkest times i never feel alone and uh i just thank him for never leaving me or forsaking me he's always there and if i think that he's not he'll send me a little clue and i'll go or sometimes a big clue and i'm going oh okay (laughs) (laughs) well thank you very much (laughs) i I get that completely you know my friend james banks and i were doing a segment on encouraging prayer it's going to come up later today and he was talking about you know what would it be like if Jesus wasn't here in all this, I mean, I, I can't even imagine 
that, like laying right. my head on the pillow without him. Um, yeah. So you, you know you're 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 right on the button, Laura. God bless you. Thank you so much for calling in today. I really you too. really and God bless you, folks. Because no matter what, you know, you always you make people feel you don't know, realize. I don't think you realize how much you mean to people and what what you folks do. I mean, for real. God is good, isn't He? And then you make me feel good. Believe me. So thank you. Bye bye. All right, we got Casey. Casey, we just have a couple minutes. Can you? Kind of condense this so we can get the the gist of it. Absolutely, Robbie. So, uh, some encouragement for those who are unemployed. Uh, I lost my job at the end of February, mm. uh, and you know, right as COVID was hitting and shutting down everything, and I looked and wondered how we were going to be able to survive really through all that. But six months worth of uh, unemployment and. Hundreds of applications seemed to go nowhere until one company reached out to me, no effort of my own, only God providing, and started a job. Uh, And all that time, didn't miss a single bill, didn't have to dip into savings that we felt like he had led us to put aside for a friend that we were honoring who wanted to go to seminary, Uh, didn't have to touch any of that money. And he just continued to provide. And if that weren't enough, if that weren't awesome enough, he then got me connected through the Truth Network to you. Uh, You were talking earlier at the top of the show about being able to provide cars for uh, people in need. And you're working on that right now with Scott. And I I just can't believe how that connection uh, through my new job, being on the road a lot more often than I was before, listening to your network, gave me the ability to connect with a customer and fill a need for her uh, aside from what I was there to do for my job. So just honor and praise to God for all that, uh, for what you guys are doing through Jesus Labor of Love, and uh, a lot of encouragement to those who are struggling right now without a job. Wow, what that does for my soul, Casey. I, You know, I, I just think about, you know, what Moses thought when he was there or William Bradford thought when he was there and all these people with such struggles, yet they clearly were, were coming into his gates, like coming in to tell him, man, God, you are so cool. This is the stuff you do. And I can't imagine the people out there right now, Casey, that are struggling over a job. This is so good for their souls. What a testimony. Thank you so much for calling in, Casey. It makes my day. That's all the calls did, really. God bless. Praise to him. Yes, yes, yes. So I do have Scott's calling in, and he's just got 30 seconds. So, Scott, whatever you got, my my wonderful <laughs> friend on the Jesus Labor Love, share quick. What a privilege and a blessing to talk to you today, Robbie. Uh, what a great show. And I echo the thoughts of Lori and Casey, and it's, it's so uplifting and, and, and so glorifying just being a part of your show. Um yeah, it's been a great week. Anytime we can reach out and try to help these people, it's such a privilege. I've really enjoyed your show today, and I really liked what Lori said about the the darker the night, the brighter the light. <laughs> yeah, I'm writing that one down. That's good stuff, Scott. Well, I hate yeah. that we've run out of time, and I know there's other people that want to call in, but man, you know, you can share your testimonies anytime. They're always powerful. Share them with somebody at dinner this Thursday. So thank you all so much for just a wonderful show, Jerry. I don't think I'll ever forget this one. Uh, it, it was powerful, man. I, and you know, one, one thing that stuck to me is just taking Thanksgiving to call somebody and to let them know how much 
thankful you are for what they've done in your life. Man, that's a challenge yeah, Angela, for all She's got it going yeah. on. I mean, all my callers, I just, just you know, well, how blessed are we? So thank you. And everybody, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Remember, slow down during that. Don't eat too fast, right? Jesus walked everywhere he went and got it all done in 33 years. Thank you so much for all you guys do for the Christian Car Guy Show. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com.